Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wagenti, a voice actress with voiceovers by Gypsy, and this is Who Gets It Naturally. Music was composed and performed by V. Caritis. I'm not selling anything, diagnosing anything, offering any cures, or replacing your doctor. If you're pregnant, please consult your doctor before trying anything new. Everyone is different, so you may need to tweak the recipes a bit to work for you. Always start with the least amount of essential oils. You can always add, you can't take away. Remember, these remedies don't last forever. You need to reapply as needed. If you're allergic to any of the ingredients I use, please substitute for something you're not allergic to. Just because it's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Welcome to Episode 9 of Season 2, Skincare Part 2. Okay, so we already covered hair. Let's talk about nails before getting into the skin. Nails, not just fingernails, but toenails too. Before we totally get into this, I want to tell you about my nails. My fingernails have always been thin and crack and split really easy. Then when they do grow, they get to a certain length. Then they crack really low and hurt and sometimes bleed when I pull the nail off. Something you really shouldn't do, but I am a freak. Recently, I noticed some changes. At first, I chalked it up to a major reduction in stress. That's part of it, because believe me, stress will do horrible things to you. But the more I researched, the more I think the reduction in my daily stress is only part of it. Another part has been helped by my choice of body moisturizing. I'll get into all of that in detail in part three, but for now, let's just say I've been experimenting a lot. Most recently, that of laziness, lack of time, and being guided by wanting to lessen my hip pain, I've been using black spruce essential oil mixed with jojoba oil as my body lotion. And of course, the excess, when I'm done, gets massaged into my hands. Well, jojoba is one of the best things you can put on your nails. Plus, a lot of the essential oils that are good for nails are also good for other issues, and I've been using most of them on a daily basis for other reasons. So I've unknowingly been doing really good for my nails, and it's starting to show. My nails are actually growing, and they're strong. Some of them are still cracking really low, but I think that has more to do with me picking at them at my cuticles than anything. A bad habit I really need to break. Your cuticles are a protective seal to keep fungus and bacteria away from your nails while nourishing them at the same time. So keeping your cuticles clean and healthy is just as important as keeping your skin and nails clean and healthy. You can create your own cuticle oil or just massage whatever you use over the rest of your body into your hands and nails like I do. With so much overlap, odds are you'll be using oils that are good for your cuticles and nails for some other reason, like for instance, my body lotion of jojoba oil and black spruce essential oil. Among the many beneficial properties of black spruce essential oil are antibacterial, antiviral, antiseptic, anti-infectious, anti-inflammatory, and disinfectant. Jojoba oil contains a lot of vitamin E and essential fatty acids. This helps nourish the cuticle and repair damaged collagen. Sweet almond oil is another light oil that penetrates quickly and offers an abundance of nutrients. Avocado oil is a bit thicker but absorbs quickly and adds UV protection while boosting keratin production. Olive oil and sesame oil are also great for cuticles and nails. One size does not fit all. 
and you've got a great selection to choose from. The hardest part is finding what works best for you. Start with the process of elimination. What don't you like? What are you allergic to? What just makes you ski for whatever reason? Remove those from the pool. Now that you've lowered your options, decide what you want to accomplish. Then research to narrow the choices some more. Once you've got your carrier oil or oils picked, yes, you can mix and match, work on finding the right mix of essential oils. Again, use the process of elimination. Ignore what you don't like and are allergic to. Then look for the ones that have most of the properties to do what you want. You can mix and match or just use one. It's entirely up to you. The most common essential oils used for cuticles are tea tree, lavender, lemon, myrrh, and frankincense. They are all anti-inflammatories, antibacterials, antifungals, and are strengthened and nourish nails. The top three carrier oils for nails are jojoba, coconut, and argan oils. They absorb quickly into the cuticles and nails, have lots of vitamins, A, B, and E, and antioxidant, antifungal, antibacterial, antimicrobial, and antiviral properties, among others, that help keep cuticles and nails clean, moisturized, smooth, and healthy. The top, not the most common, essential oils for nails are myrrh, geranium, peppermint, eucalyptus, and carrot seed. What these all have in common is that they all have antifungal, anti-inflammatory, and antibacterial properties, among others. Now is when you get to play mad scientist. Come up with your own recipe. Since you'll be using small amounts, stick with a one-ounce bottle or jar. You can even use a 30-milliliter roller bottle and just roll it over your nails and cuticles. Reminder, 30 milliliters is about one ounce. The average dilution for cuticle oil is about 30 drops of essential oil per ounce of carrier oil. Remember, that's just a guideline. The number of drops of essential oil depends on you, your skin, and any sensitivities you may have. If you have a specific goal in mind, like killing nail fungus, concentrate on oils that treat that specific issue. Most people immediately think of tea tree essential oil to kill nail fungus. Would you be surprised if I told you there are at least two others better? Thyme essential oil is probably the best due to its high concentrations of thymol and carvacrol, two potent antifungals known to kill fungus in humans. Another is myrrh with its abundance of antifungal, anti-inflammatory, antiviral, and antibacterial properties. A few more are rosemary, cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus, and lemongrass essential oils. Not everyone appreciates all of these scents, and that's why it's good to mix and match. Combining two oils with less antifungal properties is just as good as using one oil with a lot of antifungal properties. You can also customize the oils to your fingers and toes. In case you haven't noticed, like skin, your fingernails are a bit different than your toenails. My toenails are much stronger than my fingernails. If you have toenail fungus or even athlete's foot, you can make your own antifungal oil or lotion. Just follow the same guidelines, concentrating more on the antifungal and antiviral properties of the oils. Some fungi are caused by viruses. Apparently, hot oil treatments for the nails is the latest and greatest. Done properly and leaves your nails shiny for weeks at a time. There are several how-tos available online if you don't like going to a salon. And even if you don't quite get the technique down, 
Massaging warm oil into your nails and cuticles helps it absorb and gives it the added benefit of increasing blood circulation. Mandatory for nail growth. If you do go to a salon, make sure they have proper sanitation guidelines like soaking their tools in astringent and or antibacterial. If you're wondering about vitamins and or supplements to help strengthen your nails, look into biotin. It is a B vitamin. And also, if you have ridges in your nails, this can be caused by lack of vitamin D. Deficiencies in calcium, vitamin B12, zinc, and iron can also adversely affect your nails. If you do have odd shapes, weird growth patterns, white dots, or discolorations in your nails, check with your doctor and do your research. A few more nail care tips. You should never cut your cuticles. If they do start to grow out, gently push them back. How? Mm, That depends on where you look. Some sites say use an orange stick. Some sites say use a wet washcloth in the shower. Other sites say never do it while your cuticles are wet because cuticles shrink when they're wet. Again, you got to do your research and see what works best for you. This is probably the only time you'll ever hear me say this. Nails should be filed the same. You should use a cushioned emery board, about 180 grit. You should use 120 grit for your toes. Don't saw back and forth. File in one direction on one side, towards the free edge, then the other side, then in one direction across the middle. Buffing removes dust and particles as well as making your nails shine. Also, Only file dry nails. Wet nails can break easily. I'm not an expert, just passing on information I've researched. I'm sure you'll be able to find plenty of how-to videos if you need them. Now let's move on to the skin. As I said in part one, your skin varies all over your body. The skin on your eyelids is different from the rest of your face, is different from your neck, is different from your elbows, is different from that inside of your arm, is different than the back of your hands, is different than the bottom of your feet. On top of that, your skin can be dry, normal or oily, sensitive, mature, a polite way of saying old and wrinkly. More proof that one size does not fit all. We'll start with the face. The skin on your face is probably more abused than any other part of your body except maybe your hands. It's exposed to the elements, toxins in the air at home, work, and pretty much everywhere you go. Women apply chemicals to even the tone, add color, and diminish wrinkles and other signs of aging. Okay, some men do too. It gets stretched out all the time. Yawns, laughing, crying. So what's the best way to care for your face? It depends on you, where you live, your habits, what issues you're having, and what you want to accomplish. Let's start with carrier oils. In general, nut or seed-based oils such as sweet almond, apricot kernel, coconut, olive, jojoba, sesame, and avocado oils are best. Organic and cold-pressed means the carrier oil goes through less processing which means it'll be richer in omega fatty acids, minerals, and vitamins. Higher quality is better since you'll be using this directly on your skin. I've noticed for me, the thinner oils, coconut and sweet almonds, 
leave my face feeling slick a little bit and it takes longer to absorb than on my arms. I have found avocado oil works best on my face. It absorbs quickly, doesn't feel greasy, and most importantly, it's a natural UV protectant. Moisturizes dry skin, protects against skin damage, calms inflamed skin, and hydrates chapped skin. My sister Annie, the one whose hair would turn orange when she tried to lighten it when we were younger, asked me for face oil to minimize the crepiness in her skin. Here's what I came up with. This is for four ounces. Use a four ounce Boston round. You can use a pump cap or just a plain cap like she does. And I'll explain why in a bit. Okay, so you need about four ounces of avocado oil, 30 drops of clary sage essential oil, 30 drops of petite grain essential oil, and 20 drops of myrrh essential oil. As with all other recipes, adjust the amount of essential oil used to work for you. Add the cap and shake well. Your ring finger is your weakest finger, so with your ring finger, gently pat the oil under your eye and along the side of it to get the crow's feet lines, and gently massage it into your forehead, down your nose, around your cheeks, and don't forget your neck. I do this every day and have noticed an improvement in my facial skin. This works so well, Annie started calling it her Crypt Keeper oil because when she uses it, she doesn't look like the Crypt Keeper anymore. I'm not the only freak in my family. Now, here's why she doesn't like the pump and is good with just a regular cap. She uses it to take her makeup off at night, puts them on a cotton ball, and her makeup comes right off, even her mascara. If she can bathe in it, she would. She definitely uses more than she needs to. She goes through it like water. It hydrates the skin, removes the crepiness, and smooths out the Crypt Keeper effect. If for some reason you don't know who the Crypt Keeper is, please search for it. You'll get a great laugh. I've already discussed why I use avocado oil on the face. Let's talk about the essential oils a bit. Why did I choose clary sage, petite grain, and myrrh? Clary sage essential oil is good for both dry and oily skin. It has a balancing property that stabilizes the production of natural oil and sebum to prevent breakouts. Its anti-inflammatory property helps cool rashes. Its antibacterial property helps protect skin. It's been clinically found to heal dermatological infections caused by bacteria that didn't respond to regular antibiotics. Petite grain essential oil also has anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties to help soothe skin irritations, including rosacea. Like clary sage, it helps balance your skin and has toning properties to help make your pores look smaller. Myrrh essential oil helps in the fading of unwanted blemishes on the skin, soothes itchiness, and reduces symptoms of many skin ailments, including eczema. It effectively cleans, moisturizes, and tightens the skin, reducing and preventing further chapping, cracking, and sagging. Talk about a great anti-aging weapon. Substitutions. Let's face it, not everyone likes avocados. Some are even allergic to them. What's the next best carrier oil to use on the face? Argan oil, rosehip oil, jojoba oil, apricot kernel oil, even olive oil are great substitutes for avocado oil for the face. It all depends on you. But you should stay away from mineral oils, which are petroleum-based, such as petroleum jelly, and refined or highly processed oils, such as canola oil, cottonseed oil, soybean oil, and vegetable oil. 
These highly refined and processed vegetable oils are known to cause inflammation in the skin. Like avocado oil, coconut oil is a natural UV blocker. These make a great face oil since your face is always exposed to the sun, unlike other parts of your body. What other essential oils are good for the face? If you searched 10 different sites, you'd get 10 completely different lists. Other than clary sage, petite grain, and myrrh, frankincense, lavender, rosemary, rosehip, tea tree, lingling, neroli, carrot seed, and geranium will all make at least one of the lists. It depends on you and your skin. When you search, be very specific. Like, don't just search what essential oils are good for the face. Instead, search what essential oils are good to clear up acne or what essential oils are best to smooth out wrinkles on your face. This will weed out essential oils that are generally good for your face and concentrate on the specific issue you want to work on. Remember, there are a lot of options. Don't get overwhelmed. Know your body. Know your likes and dislikes. Immediately weed out what you don't like or can't use. Maybe your partner is allergic to something. If it's on you, it'll transfer to them. Add those to the do not use list. I'm not going to lie. It's a process, but worth it when you find the right combination for you. Playing mad scientist is actually fun and satisfying. You're finding something that will help improve your health, self-confidence, and all-around well-being. You can even help a loved one like I do for my sisters. Plus, you should also keep in mind that you can change it as well. You might need a lighter oil in the summer and then maybe a thicker oil in the winter. I can't mention enough how important it is to keep track of what you're doing. It's best to start with an ounce. Then keep track of the carrier oil or oils you use and the ratio, the essential oil or oils you use and how many drops of each. Use it every day for however long the ounce lasts. Note how well it absorbs and any changes you notice to your skin good and bad. Keep notes every day of what you ate, the stress you experienced, any trauma or allergic reactions experienced. All of this can have an impact on how your skin reacts because it could be one of these outside influences, not necessarily the oil. For instance, if you've been using a new oil you mixed for about a week and your skin has been reacting well, then one day you get a flat tire on the way to work, which makes you late for an important meeting, and the day just goes downhill from there. And you notice you got red blotches all over your face. Those red blotches can actually be caused by the stress of the day, not from the oil. But if the next day everything goes great, you get a raise and life is peachy, and you still have the blotches, then it could be the oil. You need to know your body. Pay attention to any changes and keep track. This will show you trends, changes, and might even highlight some negative things you didn't even know you were doing. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at vobygypsy at usa.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at vobygypsy or LinkedIn. Search either Chris Wagenti, Who Gets It Naturally, or VoiceOvers by Gypsy. Please download this episode and make Who Gets It Naturally a favorite on your preferred channel so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. The next episode will be published on Tuesday, May 16th.